welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is to know in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world, for that matter. But we're a little bit biased here. I'm your host, Brian Sanders. Follow me on Twitter. Sorry, oh. Brian. I had to. I had to run in your in your uh, in in your name here, right? Um, but no, we are not biased. I don't think this is. It's pretty much official now. <laughs> if anyone had any guess as to who my guest is joining me for this weekend, uh, this week's episode of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, it should be noted episode but uh ninety seven. Ooh, coming up on the century mark. It is oh, Roman yes. in San Francisco. Woohoo! Cali Colin. How's how are, how are you, Brian? And where's Nathan? Uh, good. Uh, I think that. <laughs> okay. Um, some people might know that sometimes myself and Nathan will start yammering a little bit for about ninety seconds worth about our love of the our respective NHL hockey teams. One team has now reached the Stanley Cup Finals, defeating the local Bay Area side. And in the San Jose Sharks, the St. Louis Blues are now in the finals for the first time since 1970. So way longer. I mean, Eintracht has won European titles in the meantime. Let's put it, let's just say that much. I mean, it kind of says it all right there. And uh, so... Someone I know for a fact was enjoying himself, so we will let him catch up on his recovery period because, uh, that's a long time, and that's like that, that is like that's in the realm of your dads were young kids at the time that uh, that happened. Wait a sec, what was the year again? 79? 1970. 1970. Okay, yeah, that was that was about nine years before I was I was born. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> exactly, Roman. Exactly. <laughs> oh goodness gracious me. Okay, so uh, ways that you can get in contact with the show, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. That is at hefpod. Follow us on Facebook. That's facebook.com/hefpod. We post everything that in terms of Eintracht Frankfurt in the English language. Two there, in addition to uh, contests and new episode drops as well. So, Roman, there was a game at the weekend. Someone else played uh, a grand total of nine matches played, one of which was ours, one of which was forgettable. It was Eintracht Frankfurt uh, 5, Bayern 1. <sighs> Whoops. <laughs> that happened. Sorry, Bayfell Bay. If there are any Bayfell Bay listeners, we are sorry, but eh, that we didn't hold up our end of the bargain. But you know, uh, our boys are tired. We've had the same pretty much starting. You know, we've been using the same sixteen to eighteen players all season long, and you know, with the Europa League run that we had, where you know you had your six group stage matches, then you had your round of thirty-two, round of sixteen, round of eight. And then round of four, I mean, that's cool. That's an extra 14 matches on top of your normal uh, 34 league matches. You know, we got knocked out of the Pokal. We had the Super Cup super early uh, as holders of the Pokal. And, you know, we can't really be blamed for how things transpired because 
that was a Byron team that since uh, November has had, I think, three draws and like one loss. And that one loss was on the road. This Byron team, and credit to Nico Kovacs, the man who led us to the Pokal uh, finale two years running, saved us from relegation. You know, the man has earned uh, this title with Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich sends off three players off into the sunset, uh, two of whom were goal scorers. Roman, I mean, there's not really many pauses that you can draw from this match, you know, other than no. the fact that it's... Bayern had us on the back foot and they didn't let off all match long. I think the only thing, the only conclusion that we, uh, that we, uh, come up, uh, with after the game is, um, just, you know, that, that it's, uh, that their team was, was tired, right? So, um, I think that's about it, right? I think that's all we can say is that, uh, if, if for a successful, um, for a successful game, uh, or a, for a successful season, we need, uh, we need more, you know, um, width, in, in the team, right? We need, like, Da Costa, it's unbelievable that he played all the way through, even with Kostic. And, and that was just the, the, the last five games of the season just showed that they were tired. Same with Chelsea. Um, and, and the last game was where they really tried, but they couldn't, right? Where mm-hmm. you can, where you can really say, okay, there's no, no, uh, no, no moral or, you know, it's not that they didn't want enough or I think they really wanted. I think they also had a good plan. Uh, on, on doing it, but they were just tired. They just couldn't, you know, their legs were just moving. And, um, and that's, I think, one of the things that we need to learn for the next season, um, is that, that we just need, you know, some, some other players for, uh, for, you know, for, uh, I, I even say Hasebe, even though I didn't see anything with him, but the, I, he's not getting younger as well, you know. So there are a lot of players like Da Costa, even like Kostic, Rebic. Uh, I mean, Rebic had a few days off, so. Mm-hmm. Um, we we just couldn't hold it on and hold it anymore at the begin at the end. You know, it's like the Bayern. They were just. It fitter. was vintage. It was vintage Bayern. This is the kind of Bayern that is able to usually uh, go up against most Bundesliga sides and beat them. And you know, it's not that our fitness is bad. It's that you know what? Those are some pretty blasted, tired legs, and yeah. we just. You know, one thing that if this is something we can get into later when it does come to planning for next season as we uh, finished in seventh place. Uh, thank you, Mainz, I guess. Kinda yeah, I would I would see there. I beg to differ a little bit, you know, like I we I think it's wrong to put the last game of the season uh, onto one match of the opponent. I mean, we earned seven, we earned seventh, uh, seventh place, right? And it's not because of mines. You know, I, I, as weird as this sound, I'm not going to blame this on, 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 on mines or anyone. It is us. We, we made the points that are enough to get to seventh. Yes. And mines won, but yeah, why not? You know, so, mm-hmm. um, I mean, we lost to mines. Uh, we lost to Augsburg. Um, obviously, if we would have won these matches, we would have not needed the help of Mainz. But why shouldn't Hoffenheim also lose to Mainz, right? It's, uh, you know, the, the season at the end, you can't put it down just because of one, one game, you know? So that's why I'm, 
of course, thank you, Mainz, for winning. But should I say that now, uh, like uh, for 34 matches, you know, every time uh, somebody play, wins against our opponents, like, you know, we didn't say that when Gladbach lost earlier, you know, it's like, oh, thank you, thank you, you know, so it's mm -hmm. how soccer works. You win, you lose, exactly. and at the end, you uh, you come to a conclusion. And um, yeah, and the same like with the B4B, right? It's the same thing. Like, it's not Frankfurt's fault that the Dortmund uh, didn't uh, get the championship, right? Of course, it would have been nice for them if we would have won. But at the end, they had a nine-point lead, you know, at some point. And, uh, and they fucked it up themselves, right? And, the same and we only earned they... two points from our last six within yeah. the Bundesliga. It can, I mean, if you want to go all the way back to April the 11th, when, you know, uh, Indica had his red card, and then we were playing with 10 men, as Benfica then, you know, put a good, solid beat down on us. Or so it I mean, it, it felt like that even though we were able to snatch a pair of goals in that match. But if you want to look back all the way to then, um, the Eintracht has had one actual out-and-out -out victory uh, since we beat Schalke on the 6th, the 6th of April. We won 2-1 yeah. in Gelsenkirchen. We uh, subsequently lost to Benfica, then lost to Augsburg. Granted, um, someone got a silly red card, and then basically we were we. Were, I mean, look, we were when we lost to Benfica. Suddenly, our players had to because we were down to ten men for so stinking long. You know, our guys really were just gassed. You know, by the end of that, and then you had a couple of days later playing it against uh, Augsburg. You know, we got that early goal in that match, and then they came back, and we were just like, okay, we can figure this out. But then, boom, you know, a goal and a red card happened, like, boom, boom. And, I mean, it was kind of, you know, that match was over. Focus on Benfica. We got the job done with a real kick-ass 2-0 victory that we had. That took a lot out of the club. We then played Wolfsburg to a 1-1 draw, giving up that goal so, so late as we did. I mean... We had the few. We had fewer chances in that game, and but you know we were in a winning position. And that late in the game, you need to be able to close that out. That would have been two points, and those two points, to be honest, would have meant that we probably would have uh, more or less wrapped, caused everyone else to think, you know, Champions League is wrapped up for them, and then maybe the likes of Leverkusen and Wolfsburg and Mönchengladbach. Gladbach would not have had their foot on the throttle so hard that they ended these three clubs ended up leapfrogging us into fourth, fifth, and sixth place, respectively. And then yeah. there was the nil-nil draw with Hertha Berlin. Let's be honest, our guys were a little flat because, hey, guess what? You know, uh, we just were just starting to, we were just starting to run out of steam, you know? It had been a second since Wolfs the Wolfsburg match. I would have thought that we would have won it. But, you know, they had their eye on playing at home against Chelsea, which, I mean, that ended up being the 1-1 draw. And then we went to Leverkusen and changed way too many things around chain formation, the play personnel. They should have stuck with changing just one of the two. 
and mm. being being firm with that, and perhaps that Leverkusen result wouldn't have been so dramatic as it was. And then you had the end to the Chelsea into the Chelsea tie. We deserved that. Then you had Mainz just us falling off the edge of a cliff, and all we really needed was just a little something something. In the meantime, you know we had the opportunities. I listed off how uh, our six matches and our plus four ended since we beat Schalke 2-1 in the Bundesliga on match day 28. Mm. It seems so long ago, and now Eintracht is in second, uh, seventh, excuse me, playing in the second round of the Europa League qualification. Uh, Leipzig got through it this past season, but they on purpose bowed out at the group stage. So <laughs> guess what? <laughs> They're now in the Pokal Finale, and they're also they also finished in third, getting the Champions League qualification. And whilst we got a lot of we'll get a lot of money from UEFA for you know making as far as we have from TV, from you know just uh, pot winnings and such, we can consider ourselves like one of really the top in clubs in Europe based on our European performances, mm-hmm. but. You know, the amount of money that we could have earned, you know, directly from the Champions League. Uh, that's, I mean, that is a Jovic transfer right there, folks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I would also, my, 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 my short summary of the season is I'm more, actually, is, this sounds really weird, but I'm more disappointed than excited. Um, and yes, I totally get it. If you would have asked me before the season, we're going to be uh, semifinals of the Europa League and seventh. Would you would you want that? Um, I would I would have totally said yes. I mean, especially after the the start of the season that we had. But at the end, you know, as as you say, it's like we were so close to Champions League, and um, the question is, will we keep those players or enough of them in order to 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 have it? so easy again so to say right like who says we're not going to have the similar trouble next year right so and the the chances are probably lower um that the next season will be as successful as this season here with those t- players and we were really lucky with injuries right i mean yes sure. of course Haller at the end was uh, um uh, was a bummer but imagine imagine like uh, uh, Danny da Costa if he would have been injured somewhere or Makoto Hasebe uh, or Kostic you know if they were out for a couple of weeks you know so we we, we didn't have we these we would have had more Jetro Williams exactly yeah yeah more Fallet more Williams you know and and I think that's uh, that's exactly the trouble uh, we can that maybe even the trouble we can run in uh, next year Right. I mean, I, I don't think, uh, Da Costa is gonna, is gonna leave or anything. Right. But who knows? You know, maybe they're gonna have injuries and it just shows. And when you, when you think about how easy it was this season where we could have made Champions League, but at the end, how hard it was to get even to secure the Europa League. Right. I mean, that's the other absurd thing of it. Um, we almost lost it, right? Like only a few mm-hmm. match days ago, we had a five-point lead on Champions League, right? And then it was like super tight. Uh, we needed Mainz to win uh, a game, you know, uh, for us to uh, to secure Europa. Uh, An um, impressive uh, comeback it was too, I should also add. 
Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, that we're probably also tired at the end, right? But, but anyways, you know, so it's um, it's gonna be tough, you know. So um, it's I don't know. Well, I definitely need a few days off of soccer, even though I'm I already can't wait for um the next games to start. Um, but yeah, we we gotta see who's gonna join the team, who's gonna go, who's gonna stay. Uh, you know, today was like the thing that, you know, like Rebic is going to stay if we qualify for Europa, you know, so it's like, okay, so that's going to take a long time, you know, if that's decision going to come up, you know, and, um, we'll, we'll see. Of course, I would have been happier if, uh, if, if, if Jovic, if they would all say we stay, you know, because let's say, let's just dream up and let's say Haller, Jovic and Rebic, they say, okay, one more year. Then I think with the money we gained, we can we can really build something you know cool. We can really uh, strengthen our defense, our midfield, uh, and we do not strengthen our offense. So who knows, Max Kruse? But let's not talk about uh, the different the different speculations. Let's not talk about exactly. Let, we, let's leave you know proper transfer speculation. Uh, for after the Pokal finale, when really, you know, yeah. everyone's going to be going full gun ho which, uh, in case anyone did not know, that is Bayern Munich uh, with Niko Kovac going for the treble there. Uh, the, excuse me, the double. Why don't I talk about treble? Uh, versus Leipzig, which uh, is a little bit of an awkward conundrum. We can talk about it a little bit in our... Um, around Germany segment. Yeah. But Roman, you kind of brought up something uh, off-pod, and I think you put it out on social media there because some people were t- have been getting in contact with us as they can at HEFpod, and also you can message us uh, on uh, facebook.com slash HEFpod as well. Uh, but some people uh, who wanted to start talking about how uh, much more media attention the Eintracht has gotten. You know, more talking about. I mean, Eintracht Frankfurt has now got seventy-five thousand uh, paying members. Uh, two members are currently on this podcast. It should be uh, made to say. And uh, here's something that we're trying to do, and we'll kind of do over the summer. Is if you are a member of Eintracht Frankfurt and you happen to not live in Germany, hey, you know, Eintracht fans are all around the world. Employment takes us everywhere. I think I'm Roman. Exactly. <laughs> Luckily, now we have the internet. Exactly. And so, reach us, reach out to us on Facebook, reach out to us on Twitter, uh, for those of you who are members. And hey, if you're wanting to become a member, let us know. We will hook you up in terms of setting you on the right path to become a member. But let us know, like, where you live in, as a member of Eintracht Frankfurt, because uh, at chance uh, at chance Todd T M on Twitter had asked, uh, you know, uh, Chance and Todd, yeah, Chance and Todd, yeah, the, chan- <laughs> the death of chances, so to say. <laughs> <laughs> he asked a general question and uh, kind of just to not just ourselves, but to really the Eintracht Frankfurt fans of the United States. You know, uh, seeing that asking us to talk about the change in the last two years in the fans' broad kind of movement that the Eintracht has experienced, I think it's been seen full force. You know, in Eintracht's two uh, 
two summer USA tours and their tour that they did of Florida in in uh, January that there are there is a large Eintracht community that is here in the United States. It is also around abroad because we have a couple of Canadian listeners. We have uh, one in Chile, Uruguay, Brazil. I mean, haven't conquered Argentina yet, but you know, uh, currently. Oh, I bet like in, in uh, there are lots of them in uh, uh, in Buenos Aires or so. You know, I mean, one can only assume there's millions upon millions uh, there, and David Abraham must have a friend of the family who's an Eintracht fan because of that. So, yeah, uh, Roman, what are some of the things that you have seen uh, changing in terms of Eintracht? The last fandom? two years. Mm, yeah, I would say th- the biggest difference is that uh, the Eagles um, here in, in the Bay Area, so right, so in the San Francisco Bay Area, there are about like ten, fifteen million live here, including San Jose and Sacramento, maybe even you know, uh, and there are about fifty thousand Germans here, um, and the success of the past two years at least got to got the Eagles or the Eintracht supporters that live here. You know, to look out for others, to uh, to watch the successes, like the matches, right? And I kind of see this, um, and it started kind of with the DFB Pokal Finale, where I basically met most of my fellow friends, because like you didn't want to watch that alone, right? Like, of course, you're you're stuck in California, in San Francisco, you're an Eintracht fan, and there's the DFB Pokal Finale. Like, what do you do? Like, stay at home and and watch the game? Like, no way, you know, you're trying to 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 look for stuff right and of course unfortunately it's kind of tough our Eintracht Frankfurt doesn't make it too easy to find peers uh, in your region or in general Bundesliga clubs make that very tough make that very hard um, but yeah so the success of the past two years basically got made that clear that people were looking out for each other uh, so that's why we grew I mean now um, uh, the SA, the San Francisco Bay Eagles uh, we are now about um, 12 official members but then we got two three more you know that are uh, that are in our whatsapp group you know like uh, where we organize happy hours and and watch games like and we, we even last time we got together for the Bayern match you know 6:30 match we were like five guys you know which is uh, which is you know for us it, super cool you know like just a few years ago like three years ago it was me and uh, and that was it um, and of course there were others that just didn't know about it right and of course also my tedious work with not giving up and and being on all the social media uh, fronts you know like if people look for San Francisco Eintracht Frankfurt I think they will find me by now I think I was loud enough to uh, to do this um, but yeah I think yeah this changed so on one hand, you know, so the success made other people uh, look out for other uh, eagles in their area, uh, and also when you check on Facebook, like on the other uh, on the other EFCs that are out there, like the Pacific or the New York, you know, people are like, "Hey, I'm in LA, I'm in Tampa Bay, I want to know where other people watch," you know. So, 
I think that's an important part. You know, now people really want to reach out. And the other thing is, uh, of course, especially the Chelsea match, like where I usually, where we usually watch at Danny Coyles in San Francisco, uh, most of them, mostly of those guys who watch are like English, you know, like Premier League fans, you know, like the pub gets packed for premiership games. Um, and they now know of Frankfurt again. I mean, they've heard of Frankfurt before, but now they've, they've seen the Chelsea game. They're, they're, we're impressed by, of course, what the fans put together. And, uh, so now when I mention, uh, I'm watching Frankfurt, they have, there's like a reference, you know, they have an image in their mind, uh, wherever we go and watch, you know, or in the South Beach Cafe where we watch during the week for lunches, uh, the Europa, Europa League, you know, now you have like bystanders, so to say, other people that are interested, which you didn't have before. You know, so obviously there's this thing. Um, so yeah, those these two things I would say really changed in the past two years. So people really reaching out, looking for each other, and bystanders, you know, acknowledging what Frankfurt actually is. And now the third stage, that's what we got to work on in the future, convert a few more people into becoming Eintracht fans, right? And I've seen that very successful uh, with the Munich and the BVB crowd here in San Francisco, right? They also started with five guys, you know, that kind of made it somehow official. But by consistency, by by showing great games, by um, being on top of mind, you know, both of these clubs grew, you know, when you... Uh, like the Bayern fans, you know, they put uh, easily together 15, 20 people to watch matches. Um, Dortmund, the same thing. And I would, and my goal is obviously that we in Frankfurt can do, can do something similar. And for this, we need success, right? Because as we all know, Americans, they like success. We like the so winners. For, for, to quote Patton, uh, well, George C. Scott playing, portraying the American general Patton in the movie Patton. Uh, a lovely Oscar winner in and of itself. Americans love a winner and will not tolerate a loser. Exactly. Yeah. And and rightfully so, right? I mean, if you want to, if you, I mean, uh, there are two ways, right? Either you say, fuck it, you know, we are Frankfurt, nobody likes us, we don't care, you know, this is one attitude, obviously, that you can put on, and I'm not, even I'm not a big opponent to it, but of course, I also want my, my team, because I know it's one of the greatest teams, kind of like it's my religion, and I feel like a missionary uh, to the Eagles, and uh, I try, I, I want to convert as many people as I can. So, um, yeah, that's my little, that's my little mission. And it obviously makes it easier if we, if we play successfully, right? That's just what it comes down to. Um, because, you know, even for us, uh, the Eagles here, you know, like if it's 6.30 a.m. in the morning and you are fighting for the 12th place and you are playing, uh, Hoffenheim, then dude, I'm not going to wake up at 5, 30 to go to the pub at 6 30 a.m in the morning you know but if it's if it is a game where i can say yes we we we, we make we can make this and we get a group together it's going to be five guys yeah so success you know um as we said the german saying goes you know that teufel scheißt immer auf den dicksten haufen so the devil shits on the biggest pile um <laughs> So that one gets bigger and bigger, and that's the same thing here, right? So we could just got to create this big pile, and then automatically it's just going to grow. <sighs> well, that's an interesting analogy to put <laughs> in. But don't you, don't you think, like, even in your area, like, I mean, how many, like, you, how many guys are you in, in the heartland, so to say, in the Midwest? Oh, in the heartland. Yeah, see, Heartland. Uh, uh, 
Eintracht fan group that I have set up for uh, people from the Midwest of the United States. So the likes of uh, the Dakotas, Iowa, Minnesota, uh, Missouri, Nebraska, Kansas. I guess you can... Uh, we haven't decided whether we want to include people from Chicago as of yet, but, you know, uh, we're open to any and all comers. Uh, we're about nine, but you got to realize that there are only three of us here in Kansas City. There's, I think, three, four, excuse me, in St. Louis, and then there are two uh, in Minneapolis, St. In the Minneapolis St. Paul area, so and of how how many of those did you know three years ago? One, exactly. So you know, it's 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 the same thing. You know, like this this whole success thing made really people to look out for one another and to look for other uh, eagles in your area. Because in uh, yeah, if you get some to party, you don't want to party alone. You know, if you don't have anything to party, you're like, okay, I'll stay at home and. Don't reach out. So, um, and I think this is something that we have to support a little bit more, you know. So it's, mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, you know, and I bet like now you say there are like three in in Kansas City. I bet there are more. I bet you could put, easily put together ten. And if you get a, a certain group together, you know, where you like get five regulars that watch games, then automatically more will flock into it, and they will see, oh, that's interesting what you guys are doing. You guys are having a good time. I'm going to join your club. You know, because the Bayern are boring. The Dortmund are, you know, what do I have to do with the stupid, uh, I mean, mentality, right? Like, why do you want to be a Bavarian, right? As an American, why would you want to be a Bavarian? And why would you want to be a, a, uh, a, a like Dortmund, you know, like the, uh, a, a miner or a, a mining, you know, worker, mine worker, club owner, you know, but like Frankfurt, we are the international, the diverse, you know, we stand for, uh, for, for freedom, diversity, for integrity, um, you know, so, and we got the eagle, even the little side thing, you know, Americans like eagles. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, so there's like, this Frankfurt is made to be big in the US, in my opinion. So we just got to play the right cards. I would totally agree on that. Roman, we've had a lovely discussion on uh, Eintracht clubs currently in the United States. If you're looking to form up one, Roman and I are excellent uh, resources, and we will be more than happy to help you guys out, whether you are in the southwest of the United States, the southeast, the northeast, the midwest, all the way out in the Pacific Northwest as well. More yeah. than happy to put bring together all Eintracht fans under one. Well, under one, but keeping everyone's unique individuality because there are so many Eintracht clubs uh, dotted all over Germany. It is a true example of how much this family is just you know all encompassing, all you know all welcoming, and yet totally from here, there, and everywhere. Yeah, there there shouldn't be a competition as well, right? So I got uh, I got with this uh, um, with, with Tom uh, actually discussion. He was like, yeah, you know, he, he wasn't sure whether he should post something about this in other uh, in other Facebook uh, Eintracht USA groups. Like, no, dude, like post everything everywhere. You know, it's like there's no competition here. Like, I mean, here in California, we got those cool guys in LA, uh, the EFC Pacific, right? And we got this in San Francisco, but we were no competition. 
you know i wouldn't even mind if there was like another uh, uh efc in in san francisco you know the more the merrier you know there's no such thing as competition we are all one eagle family and uh and and yes so we should all support each other and they do that's what they're doing right so that's what i love so yeah so for you all of y'all out there we're trying to put a list together of all the efcs in the united states um, maybe at some point build a little map that would be cool you know where you could see uh, okay if i'm in that region that would be my efc to go to and even if you know like there would be some spun uh, spin-offs of these efcs for example right in your example like the heartland efc if there would be suddenly uh, eight people uh, in in kansas city then why not have an efc kansas city uh you know uh, what's bad about that right like if if it gets people together to watch Eintracht games, to enjoy the beauty of the game, we'll be here to support you. That should be our mission, actually. Our our mission should be to to uh, like as a, as a podcast to get Eagle fans across the USA together. No one should watch absolutely. an Eintracht game alone. That that should be our mission. Yeah, and it. I mean, and when we say don't watch alone. It's okay if you have watched with the dog, but just remember that the dog isn't the one who's supposed to be drinking the beer. Because the, the That's dog true. Sick, <laughs> but there's the also dog, a difference between the, choosing the to watch it alone or not or being your, able to. You know, so that's also the big difference. Very true. Very true. Roman, uh, speaking of drinking, shall we get to our one of our favorite segments on Hey Eintracht Frankfurt? Yeah, definitely, because I'm almost out. <laughs> there you go. Almost finished. All right, it is time for a hashtag. What are we drinking, Roman? What are we drinking this week? Yeah, you guys, you know, I'm I'm getting boring. I'm doing this fasting stuff now, and uh, you know, I, I I gotta I gotta do these things, and I'm no alcohol for me. I had lots of alcohol last week, so this week I'm I'm drinking. Actually, I'm actually I even though I'm fasting, I shouldn't be drinking this, but I'm having my own home brewed kombucha. It is brewed though, right? So it's fermented uh, tea. But yeah, I'm making my own kombucha and I'm having some of that right now. Californian crazy health shit, you know, that's just what it is. Wow. How about Sounds you? Sounds great to me. You know, I'm still sticking with uh, the Maibog from KC Beer Company. Uh, I have plenty of it left over. Uh, they had a very good deal. Uh, they were selling a case, uh, so 24 beers for 20 bucks. And I said, here's my money. So <laughs> I, I, I knew for a fact that I was getting a really, really great deal. And uh, yeah, so I got plenty of this to, to uh, share and to drink. Roman, you should come on over. I have plenty in the fridge and they're all nice and cool. I know I should come over at some point, right? I know it's on my plan. I can <laughs> even fly cheap. You know, there's actually no reason why I shouldn't. Um, well, I shouldn't come over for a night or so. I bet you have a good sofa as well, so there's actually no good reason sofa. not to come over I've got at some a good point. day bed, you know, so you can pick and choose whichever whichever spot you want to pass out in. So you know, yeah. it's all good. Would be cool actually if Nathan would come over too and we have we would have like a, a cool podcast, you know, together. Wow, that would uh that would indeed be cool. But that's hashtag what are we drinking? We're gonna come back with a little bit more during segment two. We're gonna start about uh, talk about what's going on in the rest of uh, uh, all of German football, 
And uh, what's going on as Eintracht goes out to China, including a little game we want to call Who Stays, Who Goes. So stay with Segment two of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt is back at you. So, uh, as we mentioned, Eintracht Frankfurt qualifying for the Europa League. Well, technically speaking, uh, we are in seventh place. So that means via the league that we will be into the second round of qualification. Um, uh, Group A qualification goes to fifth, and then sixth place gets the second round qualifying. But because uh, Bayern and uh, Leipzig, who are in the Pokal Final, both uh, qualified for the Champions League group phase. Uh, that slot then uh, for the Pokal, which we utilized when we finished in eighth place last year, then goes immediately to uh, the next place in the Bundesliga, so sixth place. That is uh, Wolfsburg, so Bruce Dimitri Gladbach and Wolfsburg will be in the group stage of the Europa League and can plan as such. Eintracht We'll have to start getting ready uh, for the second qualifying round of the Europa League. And, uh, Roman, I thought I would run on through who has qualified. Um, In terms of, as a calendar, uh, the second qualifying round, we'll find out officially on the uh, 19th of June. Uh, In case anyone has not looked at the calendar, that is literally less than a month away which is kind of scary. And what is even scarier is the fact that Roman, in like two months' time, we're going to be participating in these matches. A little scary. A little scary. Uh, teams who have qualified yeah, for I'm, the... I'm happy about it. Yeah, two months, that's it. a long time, no? Without any other soccer in the meantime. I mean, let's give the, give the team four weeks a break and some fun. And then another four weeks of uh, preparations, and off we go. And we start a fun round again, Europe, around Europe again. Perfect. Yeah. Bring it yeah, on. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. So, um, teams who are qualified in our phase, which is the main phase or league phase, uh, will have uh, 16 uh, teams that will descend from the Champions League. Uh, first qualifying round, the 16 losers from that round will descend into the second round of qualifying so all that uh, we don't actually interact with those guys what had been previously the setup was that uh people who descended for the champions league would then face off against teams for the europa league who qualify for the europa league and now it is you know your main path or league path and then you have your champions path so teams who drop down from the champions league you know who get knocked out in the first round second round what have you uh they're in uh, they'll play only against other teams who were also in the Champions League uh, qualifier. So this list of teams are all the teams that we could possibly face against. These are teams who are already set uh, that on track could be facing up against. So could be an interesting set. So from Spain, we have Espanol. Uh, if anyone does not know, this is the other team from Barcelona, the team that is pro-Spanish, while Barcelona is well-known as being very Catalan. 
we have the English team Wolverhampton Wanderers, a rather historic team that has been a long time devoid of their own glory, but uh, a team strong on history. Uh, from France, we have Strasbourg, a more historical team. We have Azid Alkmaar from uh, the Netherlands. Uh, from Russia, we have Arsenal Tula, a team I know nothing about. Uh, Victoria Gimaraes from Portugal. Uh, Gabala from Azerbaijan. Uh, Javalink from Croatia. Two teams in Greece in Atro... Tromitos and Aris, uh, what is it? Uh, Aris Thessalonica. There we go. And, Thessalonica, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, AEL Limassol, so another Limassol club into uh, the Europa League. Won't uh, that be hilarious? So we ended up with those guys. Uh, the title is actually going to be, so the final is actually going to be played in Gdansk. And go figure that Lesia Gdansk from Poland would actually make it in, uh, along with from Bulgaria, Lokomotiv Plovdiv. Whatever. Basically, great <laughs> trips, you know? They're all going to be great good trips, trips. To, to go to. Yeah. Look, at least as at Alkmaar, I have heard of. Strasbourg, Wolverhampton Wanderers, and Espanol or Barcelona. Those are all these places that we can get excited to go against. Uh, we're still waiting on quite a few other teams to drop in, such as the winners of the Romanian Cup, the Swedish Cup, the Serbian Cup, uh, a couple playoff winners uh, from Czech Republic, Switzerland, Austria. Uh, wouldn't it be great if we faced off against, like, one like uh, Rapid Vienna, you know, from Austria. That would make an easy, easy trip for the Eintracht fans when it comes to qualifying. But, you know, it does bring in a question that was brought to us uh, from Texas. Austin, Texas, from Rich, from Richard there. And he uh, wanted to say that Freddy Bowich has been quoted as saying that the Europa League competition cost Eintracht Frankfurt a Champions League finish. Something we kind of hinted at. And now that Eintracht must play six matches to even qualify for the group stage in the Europa League, true, Leipzig was able to get through uh, that and, you know, play in the group phase as well. Uh, something not all Bundesliga clubs are usually able to do when they have get to this fa- uh, start in this phase. Um, what must management accomplish to be creative in the triple challenge of the Europa League, that DFB Pokal, and the Bundesliga, which begins in just two months? Roman, I did a little research on your question um, towards uh, the Europa League from this season, and I found a team, one team that uh, was in the second qualifying round who actually made it to the knockout phase of of the Europa League. And it, yeah, only one. Now, once you get to the next round, uh, the third round, you know, all sorts of teams start popping in. Now, yeah. it should be said that of the quarterfinalists, only uh, three of the quarterfinalists of the, this year's Europa League were actually uh, teams who, fa- who had made it through exclusively in the Europa League fashion. Five, The other five were all drop-downs from the Champions League. 
And when it came down to our the semifinals, we were the only non uh, excuse me. Uh, we were one of three Europa League only teams. So you had Arsenal, you had Chelsea, uh, who ran the gauntlet. They are now in the final, which I don't really feel bad for them. Uh, as their fans have only been offered six thousand tickets for each team, despite the fact that that's why John's stadium's huge. But you know what you're gonna do. Um, the only team to have made it was Sevilla, and their team uh, made it to the round of 16, where they got upset by Slavia Prague, who made it to the quarterfinals and then got knocked down by Chelsea FC of London, who then faced off against the Eintracht in the semifinals. So uh, the round of 16 is the farthest that any team from the phase that the Eintracht is entering uh, got. Uh, Roman, let's kind of touch on this in brief, what does the Eintracht need? I think the Eintracht needs to hold on to uh, all but maybe the, quote, dead wood. I have a funny feeling that Jovic is, might be headed out the door regardless of whether we want to keep him around or not, which I would then say, okay, use the money used in the Europa League run, and if Jovic is indeed leaving, and, you know, obviously any money is earned from the Bundesliga itself as well, um, use that money to bring in a wing for me, uh, at least one center back, one wing back to give Kostic and DaCosta some sort of respite because, good lord, those guys played a lot, you know. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And a, t- a defensive midfielder and an attacking midfielder, independent on whether Jovic does move on or not. A striker. I think if you add. One of each of those, in addition to a keeper, because I don't think that Kevin Trapp is sticking around, which we'll do in our who stays and who goes segment. Uh, I think if Eintracht strengthens in that fashion, they would be able to not only be well-suited to handle good squad rotation. Now, the Eintracht's uh, coefficient for UEFA means that if they get to the group stage, they'll get a f- much better draw than what we did. We got the draw of death uh, yeah. in comparison to all the other uh, Europa League gr- draws. But the thing is, we're going to then probably be drawn against one bonafide upper tier team like ourselves and then a couple of cupcakes because now our coefficient will be high enough that we'll be able to get that. And we can basically do a full-scale rotate A-list for the Bundesliga, B-team for the Europa League. We'll be able to get to the Europa League knockout phase, and then management can take a second look at that point. But I think that at least that will make sure that the you know tired legs that we experienced this season will not be a thing for next season. And then, shoot, you know... We'll probably get a good draw in the round of 32, and then it's just a crapshoot after that point. So, yeah, I think, Richard, I'd like to hope that I answered your question on that. Uh, Roman, what do you think? Yeah, I would I would totally agree. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, the big question is, and we had that actually last season. It was the same thing, you know, will Rebic stay or not? Right, we had the same discussion, and then we were like, okay, so if he leaves, we can use the money to X, Y, Z, and then he stayed, and we knew, oh my God, now it killed kind of. You could you could kind of see how it kind of killed the plan of uh, the men Ben Manga Bobic. Like, oh shit, we had like all these uh, all these signings uh, ready, and then they 
they couldn't do them because they didn't get the money from from Rebich, right? And it's now it's a similar situation, right? So uh, there are probably two plans. You know, there's a Rubic, uh, Jovic stays plan, and there's a Jovic leaves plan. Um, and of course, then there are all the other players, right? Like, how much money mm-hmm. is Willems gonna? I mean, please, Newcastle. Yeah. He's an awesome player. You really need him. Um, Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, it's, you you need this type of player and pay ten million bucks for him. Um, and and of course, so there are these kind of players. But then, how much money are, do we need to uh, to even keep the squad together, right? Talking about Hinteregger, right? Uh, talking about Rode even, but we need somebody like Rode, right? Rode was very very important, and we don't know is he. I mean, he's probably going to be a cheap steal now. But then, can we rely on Rode, right? So um, we need. I think Bayfobe so will be very amenable. Yeah, Same. I mean, Same. he's going to be a steal, right? But the question is, can we can we use him? You know, is he going to be able to play another half season uh, for us? Um, and he's the type of player who always gets, unfortunately, down with with injuries. You know, kind of like Christoph Preuss and and the liking. You know, there's just like a type of players that's just injured all the time, right. uh, unfortunately. And uh, but the question is, you know, like what do we need to 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 keep to keep the strength as as it is, right? And then, of course, we what we what you mentioned as well. Like we need to uh, uh, um, we need to get better, right? We need to improve Correct. as well. Those are two two tough things, right? On the one hand, we got to keep uh, the same strength as last year, and then we want to improve, and that's going to be a big gamble. And of course, it may be it may be easier uh, with selling Jovic, but then on the other hand, you know, Jovic was the guy you know who scored uh, most of the goals, you know. So can you give him up? Like, who do you have? Max Kruse, maybe he would be a good, uh, but then he's 31. Um, it's, mm. it's just, it's so weird. Like this whole situation, I don't even know what to think. And as you, as when you listen to me, it's kind of very confusing, but because the whole situation <laughs> is very confusing. Um, obviously, because I don't even know what the plan is. Like I'm, I'm glad I don't need to, uh, plan the squad because like you, I would also say, yeah, what I mentioned before, you know, yeah, we need a center back and we need this and that. But then what happens if, uh, let's say Danila Costa leaves, right? Boom. Now we need two, right? Or, um, what happens if Jovic, Haller and Rebic leaves? Like, what does that mean? You know, then we got to still, and we can't secure Hinteregger. Right, so then we even we need to spend almost all the money that we made with the with the sale of these guys to get new players where we do not know are they going to have the same quality as the other guys. So it's um, it's it's going to be tough, and we just got to hope that like last season, um, it's somehow going to work out. And it's, I still hope that Ribic and Halea mm-hmm. stay. That would be my most important. And of course, by now I would even prefer if Jovic would stay. Like fuck the hundred million uh, um, uh, euros, we can get them next season. But uh, you know, let's keep the team together as much as we can. Do two, three uh, great signings, and off we go for a great season. That would be my preferred route. But then, who knows whether we can do that or not? And about the goalkeeper, quick. Sorry, I'm always taking a long time with my talks. But uh, on the goalkeeper, Trap. Sorry, like if if he costs ten, twelve million, l- let him go. You know, uh, of course he's great, and I love him, and he's a great Frankfurt guy, but not worth the money. And um, yeah, there are other other goalkeepers. Probably I trust Morbus Pets and maybe even Renault. You know, to to do this. You know, um, so I I don't want to put so much capital into Trap. 
I hear you on that. I hear you on that. Um, let's see. One thing I definitely want to kind of get at is what happened to the rest of the Bundesliga. So, uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach lost to Befobe. Uh So they finished in fifth as uh, Befobe won 2-0. Uh, Bayer Leverkusen won 5-1 at the Olympia Stadion over Hertha to go fourth. Ugh. Eh, well, what you gonna do? Uh, we got bailed out ourselves a little bit by uh, Mainz 05 as they won 4-2. And Wolfsburg jumped over us by winning 8-1 over Augsburg. So, that kind of made the table finish as such. Bayern Munich 1, Borussia Dortmund 2, Leipzig 3, Leverkusen 4. Those are the top 4 teams going into the Champions League group stage automatically. So... Five and six go into the Europa League automatically due to three versus one in the Pokal Finale, uh, which is Leipzig versus Bayern Munich playing this weekend. Roman will get. Do we care who wins this? I kind of don't care, but I have a funny feeling that you might say anyone but Leipzig. That's exactly what I'm going to say. Yes. Oh, there so we go. I'm full. I'm going full force for Nico Kovac here. Um, Absolutely. I also want him to be coach uh, for Bayern next season as well. So that's why I want Bayern to win. And Leipzig, I do not, as I, I think I mentioned in the last podcast as well, they don't deserve the dirt under my fingernails. <laughs> so sorry for that uh, Red Bull team, uh, soft drink, uh, sugar killing people team. Um, you don't have my support. Um, great teams in Leipzig, but not you. Uh, yeah, so I'm going all the way for Bayern. And then the sad thing, actually, of the of the final of the last days uh, of the last day of the Bundesliga is actually, you know, like who made it to Champions League? You know, Leverkusen and Leipzig. You know, so that's where I'm like a little bit annoyed. I'd rather have uh, even Borussia Mönchengladbach. Um, you know, one of the big teams in there. You know, I think like all and and it, it kind of goes to show even like with Wolfsburg uh, jumping up front of us you know it's just like annoys the shit out of me that these plastic clubs like Leipzig like like Leverkusen like um Wolfsburg. Uh, like Wolfsburg you know that they're like, like going Hoffenheim. in there uh, Hoffenheim yeah fortunately we, we got Hoffenheim kind of out but especially with actually, them losing you know, with, their with, coach too when when people say how awesome it is to see Frankfurt participate in Euro in Europa you know like I mean, as a Frankfurt fan, obviously, I'm absolutely stoked about what the supporters are doing. Actually, it is the only difference is that we finally have, again, a real traditional, old-style, big fan-based team in Europa, right? And that's the big difference. We don't, like last year where we had like Leverkusen, Hoffenheim, Leipzig, like name them. Of course, they're not going to bring a big fan base somewhere, right? But we will see that even with Mönchengladbach, you know, or even with Cologne two years ago when they when they were playing out in London. You know, we need these teams up front. We need more Frankfurts, Gladbachs, Stuttgarts, even Hamburgs out in the front of the league and we need less Wolfsburg, less Leipzig, less Hoffenheim, less Bayer Leverkusen. And and then we have exciting Europa League's uh, uh matches that again. Right? So that kind of what Yeah. It's just that's a all we that's look all we need. if anyone is to blame, Roman, I think it really is Augsburg because they were the ones who rolled over and took it in the bum from uh Wolfsburg in the eight one had Wolfsburg yeah. lost, guess who would have been in sixth place? Yeah. We would be in sixth place, and we wouldn't even be having to worry about playing in July. And guess who would be in seventh? 
a traditional Mannschaft. Es war wieder Bremen. And you know exactly, and this this would have been amazing. Like imagine Bremen being in Europa again. And here's oh, also the the thing, right? The qualification for Europa League, right? I'm I'm telling you, like Frankfurt, they're going to put out a season ticket, a Europa League season ticket, right? Mm -hmm. And all those shitty games, those preseason games against, you can't even not even Germans can pronounce their names. The stadium is going to be packed, right? We don't care about this. We don't care about. Um, whether this is uh, group stage or like pre, whatever it is, like we will bring full force our fan base. And so would Werder Bremen and so would Mönchengladbach and so would like Stuttgart. But of course, like like what Hoffenheim, you know, they're not even bringing their own guys uh, 100 miles to a Frankfurt game, right? So how could they bring, you know, so... That annoys me a little bit about the league and why nobody really talks about this. You know, why is Frankfurt something special in this? Yeah, of course, I like to be special as well, but it is nothing special. All it is, it's a great traditional club with a big fan base being out front. And then who cares about, um, uh, you know, qualification for Europa League, you know? Um, the traditional clubs, the big ones, they love this shit. Like, what do you think? Like, mm -hmm. Kaiserslautern, you know, if they would had, if they had, had like, um, Uh, um, qualification for Europa League, their stadium would be bursting out of everywhere. And what are we going to see? We're going to mm -hmm. see the first match of Hoffenheim, uh, oh, sorry, of Leverkusen playing against Lazio Rom, and there are going to be 300 people waving, uh, uh, waving flags, you know, and, 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 and then they talk about we need to, they need 50 plus one, you know, to save the league, like bullshit. We need the exact opposite. We need, we need to strengthen powerful, Uh, strong fan base teams. That's what we need. Okay, Indeed. here's my rant. Actually, we got we got a good Romans rant going again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Roman, that was that was unexpected rant. Uh, needless, yeah, that was not say, planned, guys. This was not planned. Sorry not for that. Not planned at all. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. But uh, we kind of covered all of that. Uh, going down, leaving the Bundesliga. We will say goodbye to Handel Sachsen-Neunzig. We also say goodbye to Der Klub, uh, Erste FC Nuremberg. We wish that both of you guys return, have speedy returns. Joining the Bundesliga for next season is Erste FC Köln. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, One more traditional club. Another traditional club. It's going to be interesting, especially since you'll have the rivalry that they have with Borussia Mönchengladbach. Uh, with Dusseldorf, you know, being a strong mid-table team, that's going to be an exciting pair of games between those two guys as well. Yeah. So, exciting times up there. And, uh, yeah, Roman, uh, Paderborn has returned to us. Uh, yeah. More of a, oh God, they're still around kind of reaction from me. Yeah. It's kind of Hanover I, going down, Paderborn going up, you know, there's not yeah. a big change. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, one me. team has a stadium that's smaller than anything that you will even find in Major League Soccer. The other has a stadium <laughs> that is bigger than basically everyone but uh, Seattle or Atlanta in terms of stadium size. And since you mentioned Hanover, that is... Um, But uh, let's get to the relegation. Let's get to the rest of the Bundesliga. Uh, Stuttgart in 16th will be facing off against Union Berlin, uh, third place, traditional East German club 
a team that in the four sides of their stadium, only one is seated. Everything else is standing. They took, what, close to 6,000 fans to Bochum. I'm pretty sure that's not a very uh, close transit uh, between Bochum and Berlin. Just saying. And they nearly got automatic promotion. So Super far they, away, yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, so yeah. Union and Stuttgart. Uh, we're recording this on May the 22nd, so uh, about the time that some of you might be listening to this, uh, the first leg would have happened in Stuttgart, oh, yeah. so uh, here's hoping that... Um, okay, Roman, uh, who do you want in this? Right, gonna I, be, I, I try to do this quick, but how can I do this quick? You know, I, I can't do stuff quick, that's my big problem. So I lived in Berlin for, uh, for three years, and... Um, I went to lots of Union Berlin matches, um, even while they were still in the third league. I actually watched the relegation match, or the promotion match, when they promoted from the rele- uh, relegations, rele- uh, rele- um, from the third league to the second league. And uh, I, I like Union Berlin. I love them. Um, I don't really like Stuttgart. However, and here comes again, I, it's, I'm going to hate this, because obviously I want Stuttgart to stay in the Bundesliga. Right? So they, I'm a little bit torn. Um, uh, but I think I will want Union Berlin to make it. Like, fuck, oh my God, it would be so cool. Berlin, if Derby. Berlin and Hertha. Um, that you know, there could be, be even like spicy. a switch. That would be spicy indeed. Totally, you know, and because like Hertha is a, is a, is a team that, you know, that it's like the, like if, if Frankfurt used to be a gray mouse, you know, like a boring team, then Hertha is like, you know, that uh, uh, to the potent, you know, like, like, like squared, and um, and and that will be interesting if a cool team like Eisen Union is going to come to the Bundesliga and they're going to face the boring Hertha, um, and who knows how they're going to be troubled with a new coach or the new direction they're going to go. Who knows if they're going to make it? Um, and let's give them the first season. Union is going to play awesome. Like they could actually put something together in the capital of Germany. They could actually rally. Uh, um, big fan bases together. I would assume. I think that could be even. It could be the moment of change where uh, you know Union Berlin could become bigger than Hertha. In theory, um, I would in hope theory, so. Of course, but uh, I would like to think that will mean that we'll have a full Olympia Stadion uh, in Berlin should Union go up. And nothing against Stuttgart, but if since Haas Val did not get promoted, if Stuttgart joined. Uh, Nuremberg and Hanover, and remember that Nuremberg spent like nothing. They did not spend a single freaking dime. Uh, I would yeah. almost say to try and consolidate, be ready for an immediate return back to the Bundesliga. When then you realize that hey, we're just going to get relegated. It's no big deal. That leaves quite a few big clubs that are going to be vying for those spaces, and that makes this Vitaliga just that much more sexy. Not to mention the fact that you know. Saint, you got St. Pauli and Hamburg who are waiting for them right now. That yeah. would, that's going to make the second division really, really exciting. So It's uh, going to be tough for Hamburg, the second division, right? So that is yeah, really tough. How many guys... Look, we already got Kostic, so they got a, like a few euros uh, mm-hmm. for him. We got them on as cheap as we possibly could because we have them been... You know, at this point, they're just trying to not hemorrhage more money than they already are, which is kind of hard to do, even for them. But, mm. uh, it's a good Next time. season, I'm telling you, if we're going to have a promotion, like if, if we have Stuttgart, mm-hmm. Hanover, even Nuremberg, and Hamburg 
they're all going to fight for for promotion, right? And this is going to be tougher than uh, than than uh, this. Yeah, season, don't count right, out for the, Don't count out the runners up of the Druta Liga. Uh, exactly. We'll kind of look at the uh, look at the Zweitliga real quick. So Hamburg stays down along with Saint Pauli. Uh, the Lili Schwaner still down there. You have other clubs of illustrious names. So, Greuther Firth, so that's going to make an interesting... Uh, I don't think they're technically a city derby, but they're practically neck and neck. Uh, you still have Dinamo Dresden that's kicking around. You know, uh, and coming up from the third division is Karlsruhe, who's taking the place of the likes of Magdeburg and Duisburg. I know, Roman, you have a soft spot for Duisburg fans. You know, uh, so in and why not when you have a nickname of yep. the zebras, you know, uh, there's got to be something special for that. Uh, <laughs> uh, joining the Zweite Liga is Osnabrück. Uh, there used to be an American at the helm there, but he took over as Wickau, uh, who had no shot of making it. But we do have, hopefully. A kind of regionalistic team can be uh, going into this Vita Liga. Uh, FC Ingolstadt, you know, bugger them. Uh, nothing against Audi driving people, but just just saying. Um, they take on Weisbaden. You know, wouldn't that be nice if we had another local team, a Hessian team, actually in this Vita Liga? That would mean that there would actually be two Hessian clubs in the Zweitliga. And, uh, you know, that, that by way of their qualification, uh, by being finishing in third, they're guaranteed to be in the Pokemon next season. So that will be kind of good local competition for us. But, yeah, that's kind of what's been going on in the rest of Germany. Kemenzer is returning along with Victoria Kuhn. Or Waldorf Mannheim is also returning uh, to the Dritte Liga as well. So uh, another local club kind of going up there. I know some people might be a little, get, you know, uh, there's other teams that are in the regional league that I don't care for, but Mannheim I've got no qualms against, or at least not yet. So Roman, anything in the lower divisions you want to talk about before we get to uh, who's in and who's out? No, I think like uh, I mentioned already um, a lot about some of these things. I think we can... Here I can be a little bit shorter. I think you did a great summary there. <laughs> and uh, to anyone who has uh, some family ties to any of the Vabans Pokals uh, that are going on, best of luck to each and every single one of your teams. Uh, the Hessian Cup, uh, we will give that uh, some plaudits right now. Uh, Vien Weisbaden is actually in the final, so uh, kind of double finals uh, with the relegation promotion playoff from between, uh, to get into the second division. Uh, now, Roman, you're going to have to help me with this club because I've never heard of them. They're in the oh God, now you're putting us uh, KSVAL Baunatal. Baunatal, yes. Yeah. So Baunatal and Weisbaden will be taking, will be in, this is going to, uh, being played in Baunatal. Uh, that is going to be the Hessian Cup final. Uh, well, 
uh, oh, giving a little credit to See, like, I politicians and clubs, but you know, I know nothing about them. Uh, maybe you can at least say something nice about the city, and we can move on Bonita. to who's in and out. So I could, like, uh, of course, as an old, um, uh, old Bad Filbel fan, right? So actually, my team, uh, um, we promoted to the Hessenliga last season, and um, we are. I know they're the northern part of the uh, the region, I think. Baunatal. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Hessenliga, right? So it would be uh, right in there. But um, yeah. So I was following. Actually, they were a tough opponent back in the days when when Bad Filbel had a very good team. When Bad Filbel was actually in the uh, Vierte Liga, like they were like fourth league, you know, Oberliga Hessen back in them days. Um, and Baunatal was always in there. So they have a strong team. It's a tiny little city, you know, but um, I think they have some professional players where, so it's exciting. Yeah. But uh, I mean, nobody really, I mean, it's not, it's a small, it's a small town, right? So there's nothing, nothing, uh, nothing exciting about it. But you know, to to really quickly mention that I'm very proud that uh, FV Bad Filbel, you know, that they made uh, uh, that they stayed in the league, you know. So there's going to be another year of uh, Hessen Liga um, in Bad Filbel, which is super cool. I watched a few games there while I was at home, so and I'm glad that I'm going to keep on watching more games in Bad Filbel. So look out for your amateur team. I think it's the best fun in the world. Indeed, indeed. Um, I'm not sure who get prom- who's going to begin winning that division, but we can put that on uh, next week when we had a chance to look at a little bit more of what's yeah. going on. Um, yeah, so shoot, ah, so okay, we could do quickly. Like Gießen actually yeah. is, uh, won the Hessen Liga, yeah, so the last couple uh, which of years is a bit and, and they've recently gotten relegated from the Sudwest, which is a shame, really. Yeah. You would wanted to, um, you know, like kind of gave uh, Wiesbaden uh, their plaudits for, you know, possibly going up into the yeah. uh, Liga, But, you know, it'd be nice to have some uh, fellow regionalistic clubs. Mine is Lady Schweine and uh, Kika Schweine. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> exactly. However, weird though is that second is Bayern Alzenau. So Bavaria hmm. Alzenau is second in the Hessen Liga, which would be kind of, you would say, uh, Charleston is second in the North Carolina League. You know, wow. kind of doesn't really Weird. make sense. You know that, Maybe but it's you know, it's, historical kind of thing. Like they've always played in the Hessian League, despite being from there. Uh, I don't know. I have no it's idea. Maybe even know is on Hessian ground, but they call themselves by a Bavarian because they're like, um, like this. I don't know. I I I, I could know, but I don't. So yeah. But but Philbel is tenth, so I'm very happy for this. So time to grow, and uh, yeah. So. And All I think right. we spent enough time on amateurs. Yeah. Uh, on amateur uh, let's teams. Get we back love them, to but the Eintracht as they are headed off to China to face off against Wolfsburg. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Um so uh part of our reward for not making the Europa League final is going to Foshan uh to play uh which is in the Guangzhou uh area. Uh, Guangzhou Evergrande is the big Chinese club in that area, but we're not playing against. Uh, then we're playing against uh, Wolfsburg, and away in this was kind of brought up uh, by Chris Monroe from Detroit. The summer break is already shortened with the UEFA qualification in late July. I prefer not to be in China, but money talks. Roman, do you have any problem with this? 
I kind of no. have come to the acceptance that, look, China is this kind of other area of the great unknown. We have to earn our money where we can, earn new fans yeah. as we can. And you know, if 200 yeah, Chinese try- exactly. press a button, you know, that's just 200 million Chinese people press a button, you know, that means, you know, lots of money. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I lived in China for a couple of, not, not a full year, but, uh, eight, I think eight, eight, nine months. And, uh, Falankefu, which is Chinese for Frankfurt, um, uh, I think they need, uh, I think it's great, you know, like, I think globalization is a, is a great thing, you know, as a global citizen of Frankfurt, um, I think we should go out in the world more often. And then China is a great market, right? I, I don't really, I don't think they really see it such a big PR team because Hellman, uh, the marketing, uh, the, the CMO, so to say, of the club is not going. We're like, okay, that's weird. Uh, if this is a marketing tour, why is the CMO not going? Um, but yeah, why not? You know, show, uh, show around, be present and, you know, build some relationship and, uh, and enjoy some Chinese food. No, I saw on Instagram, I saw they're like having Chinese food and I was like, oh my God, I wish. Like this is, seriously, Brian, in China, the Chinese food is like so much better than any other Chinese food you get anywhere else in the world. It's just the best in the world. Like after, after when I got back from China, I didn't eat Chinese food for almost a year because I couldn't eat that crap that they sell, you know, in uh, um, uh, in, in Chinese restaurants in, in Germany. Um it's uh, yeah, China is cool. I I think it's uh, it's a good thing that they do this, and maybe you know spread the words, you know, because that's what what Germany and what Frankfurt is, right? We're diversity, we are democracy, we are freedom, um, and and maybe the soccer can you know bring it over there. And I'd rather have them go to China than going to um, to to uh, to uh, to Doha or Qatar or something, you know, where there's no big fan base, right? Chinese, you can grow something. Could be something cool. Falanke <laughs> fu. Indeed, indeed. Uh, Roman, we're going to kind of whiz through. Uh, try and leave it more just to our loanees for this week. And then for next week's episode, I think we should go through the entire roster. Uh, including, well, loanies and guys who have been under some sort of transfer rumors. So, Kostic already been made official for Eintracht, mostly because I think, uh, thank God, Haas Foul did not go up, so that meant that, guess what? They're hurting for money. Did you know that Bruno, uh, not Bruno Labadia, uh, but... Bruno Labadia? Yeah, uh, Los Saga, the, uh, Forward for yeah. uh, Hamburg. Now they already sold Van Peter up to Bayern. They agreed to that deal, and uh, of course he's going to be on the bench for like the rest of his life until he figures out that hey, I need to go somewhere else. Hey, the Eintracht will be a great location, but eh, just saying. Lasaga, <laughs> uh, um, we I don't want Lasaga. No way. No, yeah, no, no, no. Lasaga, he sucks, and yet they have. Him on five million euros for wages. It is Vitaliga. <laughs> them not going up is gonna is crush is gonna be just soul one soul crushing, two just like basically like cutting open you know the purse strings and just letting the money all flow out. So we're able to get Costas on the cheap. I haven't seen the exact figures on that, but 
<laughs> we knew what was happening. Uh, Martin Hinteregger, Sebastian Rode brought in on loan in the winter uh, during the winter pause, and then we have Kevin Trapp brought in from Paris Saint Germain in the summer. So we kind of have hinted on these players, but we need to kind of say it right now. We'll get to the rest of the roster uh, in due course next episode because hey, we're just kind of running yeah. short on time. And we need, I think we also got to know more, you know, like right now yeah, there's all totally. the speculation. I mean, the signing of Jovic was already confirmed and now we find out this is all just total hoax, you know, total made up. So, you know, there's... Baloney. Yeah, you know, there's not... I don't even want to chime in the whole speculation part, you know. Let's just wait up, um, keep calm and trust Freddy Bobic. That's what I'm saying uh, and Ben Manga. That's actually, actually this is the biggest signing we made is that Ben Ben Manga is going to stay. So if mm-hmm. one great thing happened last week, it's Ben Manga is still on. Love you, Ben. Indeed, indeed, because he's been able to spot some great talent. But Roman, we need to get on to it. Instead of starting off with Hinterega, I'll start off with the one who I think is going to get it, the most talks, talking points. It's Kevin Trapp. Remember, we have uh, three other guys already on the books as goalkeepers. I will go first in this, Roman, and I'll yep. see if you echo me. Kevin Trump, he's from Paris Saint-Germain. I think if we were to, to keep him, the only way we could do that is by having another loan agreement. They'll want to have a fee, and he has been called up to the German national team, so congratulations on that. And yep. he has won quite, quite a few points, but Ronald... I am ready to give him a run out, pun intended, and I'm ready to uh, keep the euros in our pockets and spend it on, you know, a wing back, center back, striker, attacking midfielder, and defensive midfielder, as I think is what Eintracht needs for reinforcements in the summer. And I think that uh, doing nothing about Kevin Trapp will allow us to have the money to make that happen. And that is with keeping Jovic. Yeah, even even when we sell Jovic, like you know, like uh, I mean, of course, ideal was ideal would have been if uh, PSG would sign him again, and uh, so two possible outcomes, you know, for Trapp, in my opinion. One one thing is they sign him and loan him again to they so they sign him again for another three years, and then they loan him again because they say okay, Buffon is going to do another year, so uh, you know, let's uh, let's 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 keep him as an option. But you know, not for for next year, but for after, you know, um, fine with that. Let him, and then l- back on loan to Frankfurt, or you know, let him let him go, let him stay in Paris, you know, one more year, and then come to Frankfurt without uh, without any. Um, he only got one more year there, right? So we only have to wait one year, and then he's going to be without any uh, any financial uh, burden. Or let him go to wherever he wants. Apparently, his his uh, advisor, you know, was like trying to offer him anywhere in European top clubs. So let's see. I this is like for me, it's like the part where I, where I, I kind of care the least about is the goalie. I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, let's get to players we really love. Martin Hinteregger, uh, I had recorded a little bit for the other Bundesliga podcast covering all the uh, connections from the Eintracht to Austria. Martin Hinteregger, without him, we don't make our deep run into uh, the Europa League. He has been a yeah. great performer for us, and 
uh, I think we can easily get him for about five million euros. You and think so? I think, oh, I think it's going to be at least 10, 12. Yeah, maybe even I, th- more. I think Augsburg is not going to demand all that much money because why would he want to go back to a club where, okay, so the coach is no longer there, but the sporting director and everything, and a lot of the same players uh, who were there are still there, and not everybody will uh, be as warm to him. I mean, maybe, you know, uh, Schmidt, the uh, new manager there, the. Uh, Oh, wasn't he like a uh, auto worker or something like that? I'm forgetting. Uh, coach. Anyways, uh, I I don't think I just think that he burnt his bridges at Augsburg, so the manager might no longer be there. But I think that he burnt enough bridges that you know it's not going to happen. Yeah, I would. Um, I would. I would. I would totally agree. I mean. This is um, this is, uh, but it's a toughie, right? Obviously, Augsburg—they're going to play all their cards. I mean, they're not going to be stupid and say like, "Yeah, let's let him go." You know, they're going to say, "We need him. We want him. He's on our contract." Um, they saw the value of him, right? Um, mm-hmm. And there, and in addition, you know, there are other teams, you know, who would be interesting probably in buying. Like, I wouldn't wonder, uh, or I wouldn't be um, any confused, or I wouldn't see it as a weird thing, you know, of an, a Premiership team. Um, would it would it come up and say like oh you know we want to buy him for twenty five million uh, you know why not you know I think he would be totally worth it for a Premiership team and uh, so the, all the argument argument arguments are on the uh, on the side for Augsburg so to say to to get a high salary uh, a high um, a high amount of money but uh, yeah we'll see so I don't know. And tough, finally, Sebastian Rolde. I think BVB wants him gone, and I think that uh, we're not. I mean, I would like to think that you know he proved himself more than enough to warrant the transfer. I don't know who else in general would probably be wanting to go for him, unless you're talking about someone is probably. Uh, someone who's also wanting to perform in Europe and they'll have the money to be able to pay for his funds or I don't know maybe I guess a Dusseldorf could make him their star signing and the big big guy but I think that uh, we can get him from anywhere from three to five million which is a pretty reasonable number and you know you got to remember that the Bundesliga TV contracts are practically like what double a little bit more than that than what they used to be, and so Eintracht is in a good financial state, especially from our Europa League run. That I can no problem with uh, buying him, no problem at all, because you know there are uh, like you know he was injured for most of the season, but Lucas Toro is another option that we can think of in case we don't want to pursue Rode. But I think that with his injury that he will have scared off a lot of other potential buyers. And I think that Bayfield Bay uh, will sell him on the Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you are all in for that, Roman. Anything else to add? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to make it short. I think we, uh, I think you, you pretty much said it all. And uh, yeah. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. 
The man of many words becomes a man of few words. You know, who would have thought? I know. Well, you, could, you know. <laughs> Don't need to overdo it. I mean, I already did overdo it. So, you know, now I was like, okay. We've already I was had talking. one Romans rant. We don't need a third. Exactly. <laughs> oh, goodness, Roman. It's good to have you back on the podcast. That's going to wrap it up for episode 97 of the Hey, I'm Track Frankfurt podcast. To get in contact with the show, you can email the podcast. That is Frankfurt at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash hef pod or follow us on twitter and that is at hef pod roman where are you at in the social media world yeah you find me on twitter at the sf bay eagles uh, or instagram sf bay eagles or facebook sf bay eagles but there you actually find now see that's the thing like now you probably still need to debate how i'm going to do this because now that we are an official club like yeah, but yeah, that's where you find me. Twitter, I'll I'll keep that to to myself. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but fo- but reach out to us, right? Let us know where you are in the U.S. and we will try to connect you with other supporters club around you. Or if you are a supporters club, let us know where you are, who you are, so that we can help you guys grow. Because our mission is to connect all the eagles in the USA. Indeed, indeed. That was something that we kind of undertook as a mission uh, when I created this podcast <sighs> so many episodes ago when it literally was just me. It seems forever and a day ago that we were getting excited on playing our first out finale since uh, 2006. We were looking to face off against the Bayfell Bay. Wow, how things have changed. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and you can Good times me. ahead, my friend. Indeed, Good indeed. times ahead. You the can future. follow me on Twitter, at KCSGE. Roman, I think it's time to turn out the lights on this one. From all of us here at Hey on Track Frankfurt. Juice. Seige. Falankufu. Hey on Track Frankfurt. Hey on Track Frankfurt. Hey on Track Frankfurt.